Hello and welcome back to Franco Sports Talk Basketball. I'm Joe Cox and I'm joined by Sam. Hello. 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 Uh, so this week we are going to pick some winners and losers of the NBA offseason. So far, I mean, it's kind of all, all happened. Or has it? We don't know. But anyway. Well, it's sort of, ha- yeah, it's, it's a really weird one, isn't it? Because we're in like, we're still in this massive limbo with like maybe. Durant, Irving, and Mitchell all getting traded, or none of them getting traded, or the Lakers trading for other people, or not trading for other people. Yeah. It's it's really strange. It's like I think it's not that often this happens because it needs like it has to be trades by this point. Yeah, the free agency is all done, um, and it's not often like well, there's this many all-stars that are kind of maybe traded or wanting to be traded and stuff at once so um yeah we're going to talk about what has happened while we wait what might happen because we've done what might happen and we're still waiting um so yeah sam do you want to kick us off with a um or should we flip a coin let's flip a coin have you got a coin Uh, i've got a coin yeah i don't have a coin I've got a coin. It's not great for a podcast, is it? But... Oh, it's a euro, so it's not even got a head on it. How, what? <laughs> oh, got any... got head on it. Okay, heads or tails? Heads. It's a head. Okay, I pick for you to go first. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to do winners or losers. Oh, so right, I'll... okay. Okay, I'll go first then. And now we've got to flip again for... All right, you pick one for winners. Heads. It's tails, so I pick a loser. Okay. We're not going to do that every time, because that'll take ages. <laughs> we might get <laughs> might get really unlucky flip of the coin, and we just have to keep calling everyone a loser. That would yeah, be also if... <laughs> a little bit pessimistic. Okay. Um, okay. I'm going to start off with the paces. There's a loser. Is a loser. Why? Did you did you know off the paces? No. Okay, so um, they well they traded away Brogdon. It's like sure, I mean they they're not being good, so it makes sense to trade them away. But, but for they not only got much. one first round pick. Sorry. Uh, yeah, for not much, they didn't really. But it's because he's just a load of random stuff from Boston, which is probably not going to help. Then rebuild or be good. So yeah, um, and then also they were kind of they tried to get Aiton, and that was going to be like they're making a move there, build around Aiton going forwards, and then he then got matched, um, which was kind of half a surprise, I guess. That like a lot of people were expecting the Suns were not going to extend him, and then they basically ended up giving him the max anyway. The four year um, rather than the five year max. So that was the thing. Yeah, so it could have been like, okay, they're trading Brogdon away, get a pick, get Aiton in, build around Aiton with, and just have some random stuff around Aiton for a bit, try and you know do that thing. But now it's like, okay, they they didn't get Aiton, and they've just got like Daniel Tice and Aaron Neesmith and whoever else they got from the Celtics. Some of them have already been moved to make cap space to get Aiton. I then, then they didn't get Aiton. Part of the reason I didn't 
really even consider them is I don't think they're one of the teams that I think is like still in play, partly because they now have cap space. So they're a destination to like take, I don't know, maybe yeah. a four MVP point guard who's horribly overpaid. So based on so team. based on what could happen. Yeah, so I think I can't really, I I don't have a massive take on them partly because I don't. It's almost impossible for them to be done if that makes sense. Is yeah, I, but, there's a good chance they're involved as a as a salary place if one of these big trades happens. Yeah. Plus, but, so then what they get given Russell Westbrook or something. But and maybe that's where they get more picks, I guess. Basically, I guess. Um, the other thing with them is the healed and Turner part of it. They're like they're still. I suppose yeah, having them as a loser because they tried to get eight and didn't get him. They still haven't traded Heald and Turner. Turner, who they've been trying to trade forever. Brogdon, they tried to trade I'm, forever and then got like... N- like nothing. Yeah, barely anything I mean, is it, it. is it a re- like a soon Celtics pick as well? Uh, I can't remember which one it is, but I, I mean, they've got, they've got a 24-year-old Jason Tatum. It's a little yeah, bit like getting a box pick at the moment, isn't it? It's like, I'm not sure it... You can't give away a pick that's far enough away, probably. Yeah. Um, check when that pick I'm is just like, checking. I'm just checking. 2023 first. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, very soon. Yeah. That's so. That's like it's, a. It seems kind of weird saying 2023 is very soon, but it is. It does. It does feel odd, that doesn't it? But that's yeah. You're looking at like a that might be the 30th pick. Um, at best, yeah. it's going to be like the 24th pick or something. Yeah. So. Basically nothing, and just load of. Well, load of nothing really. Yeah, I I think that's fair enough. I I suppose yeah. I, I'm I'm find it difficult because I don't. It's almost inaction, is kind of the problem. Yeah. It, yeah. So if they'd. Yeah, it's not necessarily the fact they're going to be bad this year that makes them a loser. Because, well, I mean, I've got a team that's going to be bad this year, probably, that I've got on the winners list. Or the, um, but it's that they've... Then they've not done anything to make themselves better, and they've also not made anything... They've not really improved their position going forward, either. So, I... The trouble is, as well, and I don't know how much you've like taken this into account, is because I don't follow uh, college basketball or like do loads of research for the draft, especially. Yeah. Is I can't really like, and I don't think anyone can have that big a take no. on draft picks. Yeah. But they've got thing. Matherin. That's like their big addition. Is they've got Matherin with Halliburton, and then they've still got Duarte, and it's like that's the idea, and then they get more picks. Basically. Yeah. So they got. Yes, they've got Halliburton and um, the other one. Matherin. Healed. Yeah, and Healed. That's the other... My question with them, and this is this is heading into the realm of almost mindless speculation, I guess. But with the Aiton thing, is they ended up... There was loads of reporting about they don't like giving offer sheets because it's seen as like an owner screwing another owner a bit. Which, I mean it's a competitive sport. I don't know why you should be against doing that. Just just to annoy one of your millionaire mates seems ridiculous to me. But why couldn't they get a sign and trade for Aiton done? 
If they wanted them enough to clear the cap room and they think Halliburton, Aiton, Matherin is like something to really like build around, why couldn't they use yeah. Turner? I mean, I, obviously this is what I mean about being speculations. We don't know. But Turner plus something seems to be like a decent starting point for the Aiton. I always thought yeah. they were a really good spot for Aiton. But I guess that's the thing is maybe they don't really... It's quite a big difference in it between giving stuff up and just basically getting an extra, like extra good player for nothing in free agency. Yeah, and I guess that's the thing is basically rebuilding teams can kind of. Yeah, if you're rebuilding them. and you have the option to get like a really good player without giving anything up, then it's like you might as well still do it. But you, but then if you're rebuilding and you have to then give up assets to get him it's kind of it then becomes a like what what are you doing it's like you're then ending your rebuild because you're giving up these assets you've built but up. then the question would be but they um, don't want to do but that's that's why part of the reason that becomes a bigger thing for me though is they still haven't traded turner anyway it's, it's not clear how much of an asset turner is with his injury history at the moment he's on an expiring if it was like we give you turner and you could do something maybe where you give them the celtics pick you just got that to the Suns in a year's time might be kind of useful. I don't know. I have no idea what the value was they wanted in a sign and trade. Um, but that's one like bit that seems a bit odd to me. Um, particularly, my problem is mainly that they haven't traded Heald and Turner yet. But maybe they do. That's the thing is like, if the Lakers, have, who have been linked with those two quite a lot, if they can't get Kyrie, that might be the trade they make. And that's maybe where they get like Westbrook and one of the Lakers deep future first and it's like well that's a potentially a really good asset yeah if they get the 27 or 29 lakers pick like unprotected then it changes a lot of stuff i think it's like well that's what you want as a rebuilding team at the moment yeah and then you can have westbrook on a bad team again and maybe he's not so bad on a bad team or you just although i guess you with the guards they've got i'd cut him i think i'd cut him like straight away because you don't want him to get a load of triple doubles and win you some games either. Yeah, that would be bad. Mm. As you basically want to get, um, you want the lottery odds, don't you? Yeah. Okay. Um, is it time to flip the coin again? <laughs> what for, winner or loser? Yeah, you're you're going this time. Yeah. Um, you've got to call it for. Okay, you're calling for winner. Okay, head. Didn't really flip. Oh, his head. Okay. Winner. Right. Well, I need to pick one of my. The most obvious of the winners. I could be making this all up. I might not even have a coin. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) My most obvious winner is kind of a player slash team thing. Is basically Embiid and the Sixers. Um, Harden. Actually, taking that money cut that no one thinks anyone was going to take, although there's now a tampering charge because for some reason, occasionally they pretend that tampering is actually something they can control and matters. Um, they got players like they've got the best fitting roster around Embiid they've ever had now. They've got guys who yeah. can defend and shoot threes. Although they feel like they did have a re- before they tried to win like properly, I felt like they had a pretty good fitting roster then. I suppose the argument would be they've always they always had Ben Simmons there before though. Yeah, I guess yeah. That's is they can now run out lineups where they don't have 
and even last year they were having to use Tybal defensively, who was then being guarded basically like Ben Simmons on the perimeter, yeah. or worse because he's not. So what? So what? Their, their lineup now then will be Harden, Maxi, Tucker, or not Tucker, Tucker, Harris, and Bead. I mean, they. To be honest, yeah. it it doesn't really matter what. It's the fact that they now have multiple guys that they can mix in there. They can they can rest one of the guards and put Melton in. They can have House. They can play smaller. In non-embed minutes, they can just play Tucker at the five. Yeah. I mean, that, that'll be something they'll do quite a lot, won't it? Um, I mean, ultimately, though, the, it's not the newest take in the world, but how much of a win this off-season is, is like what James Harden looks like when the season yeah. starts. And I mean, they're paying him less money now, or at least less money per year. So, yeah, yeah that's a really huge thing, positive, though. I think. Yeah, and it's it's enabled them to make these moves. I don't think they could have they could have still made the Melton one, I think, but they weren't getting House and Tucker. And you yeah. now look at it, and it's like they've got like at least seven, eight guys that they can really trust, and they can play multiple different lineups. Are they going to try and go get some more of those Rockets guys? Um, I don't know who's left that's like feasible. That I maybe they could try and use some salary and swing the Eric Gordon trade somehow. Where is Eric Gordon now? Well, the Rockets still. Oh, is he? Okay, he's still there. But um, while everything else disintegrated. Yeah, he's he's on quite a big number though, so matching that would be trickier to get him back to uh, reunite with the others. Tobias Harris. Yeah, they'd have to burn like Tobias Harris and then take some more salary from them. Yeah, just to get Eric Gordon. Although Harris was gra- really good in the playoffs. Yeah, I'm not sure I'll do that. No, I think it would be kind of stupid. Um, Unless they could find a way around like Tybal's. They could keep Tybal and use him and then just like add random other numbers together. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's definitely possible they don't have to use Tybal as much probably because... Why he's a great defender, he is not developed at all as he offensively. He is like a complete one-way player, as we've kept speaking about, speaking about, even not spoken about. Um, is one-way players are a problem? They're just a huge problem when he gets the playoffs. Yeah, it's almost impossible. It seems like to be good enough at one end to be like a non-factor at the other. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I yeah, so I think the thing with the Sixers is Embiid's coming off two runners-up finishes in MVP. Part of the reason he was so close to winning it last year was because of how much of a mess everything else was, and particularly the Simmons stuff. And I think, well, if this goes completely wrong, and Harden is like looks even older, he's then got a player option for the year after this. Yeah. That's when you start getting like as it much as Embiid has this relationship and, with the city. Embiid, he... Embiid might be requesting a trade next year if this is catastrophic again. Yeah, but I don't think it will be. I no, mean, I they might, they might still go in the second round of the playoffs or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's even that would make him think about the trade requests. It's the manner of it, though, isn't it? So, like, they had. They went out in the second round year before last and it was the Simmons stuff and the whole meltdown there. 
they went out in the second round this year and it was harder not shooting at all in the elimination game. And just like a beaten up Heat team managing to kind of rub it in their faces as they were losing. If this year they lose to the, they have like a six or seven game like battle with the Bucks or Celtics and go out. That's not the same thing, is it? Even if you fall at the same hurdle in the playoffs, that's like, okay, yeah. fine. They might be the two best teams in the league. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, I think it's time to flip again. Yes. Okay, you're call- you're calling again. I'm going to call heads every time. Okay, but what are you calling for? Um, winner. His tail. Oh, loser. Is it going like this? Where I'm going. Lo- I lose. Ping loses. You're ping winners. Well, we'll after because we're going to run out. I've, we, yeah, we might not overlap. That's the problem. So we might have to swap at some point. Okay, I'm going to go for losers here. Okay. This is quite a... I was running short of ideas. I mean, I've got another one. But I'm going to go for this one, which is my last one I wrote down um, when I was really short of ideas. And I've cut with Royce O'Neill. Specifically Royce O'Neill. <laughs> Specifically Royce O'Neill. <laughs> that's, um, um, that's, uh, that is certainly a thing. I'm not sure what it is, but... I mean... Well, you know... He was kind of... A, he's been like a decent defensive player on the Jazz. He was on a team that were... Well, they, they obviously were a lot worse last year, but they're... Competitive. Um, he's been traded to the Nets, and you're thinking, okay, that, you, that's, maybe that's good. Um, maybe they're going to, you know... He's got a chance to win a title. Um, and actually, he might have been traded after or before, but it was around, quite around near the time of basically Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant both, both saying they want to leave. Wasn't it on the day? I've got a feeling they traded a first-round pick for O'Neill, and later that day yeah, the that, trade was that was the whole Brian thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I think it was. I think it was on the day that they traded for O'Neill, and then like yeah. four hours later, Kevin Durant has requested a trade. Yeah, why would they do that? As um, yeah, know. yeah. Well, yeah, they traded Royce O'Neill, and it was like this signal that they were then going to burn it all down. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. I can't really argue that Royce O'Neill has lost out. Yeah, quite considerably. Um, I mean, there's not really a lot more to say on it. He couldn't really win though, could he? Because staying at Utah wasn't looking good either. No, but I guess he could have been sent somewhere else. Like, if he's getting traded for a pick, that's like the other teams, like, making a win-now move. He could have gone to a, a team that's not fighting publicly at the moment. Yeah. It's like they're thinking they were going to, like, you know, we're making a win-now move because they're going to win. And then the, like, two best players want to leave immediately. Right, he could have... I mean, like, the Warriors, for example, could have decided, oh, we, we could do with another defensive player and trade a pick for him. That would have been a win. Yeah, that's true. That would have been success for Royce O'Neill. Or the Celtics. It does feel like a more of a lose for the fact that there's nothing he could have done about it as well. Yeah. Most of these he others... anything in its control at all. No, just thrown across the country into what is like a burning yeah. building, basically. Were you saying I thought about you with this as well? I don't know what you've done with this, but... Um... For the losers, particularly, 
Well, actually, no, that's not, not quite right. Um, but sort of, it, not just teams making bad decisions. Do you know what I mean? It's not like... It doesn't feel yeah. like... It's not quite the opposite of winners, because winners, a lot of time, will be like, team making a good, good decision, making a good move. But a loser can't just be a team making a bad move, because if they did something like exactly what they wanted to, it's not really losing, is it? It's just being stupid. Yeah, I agree. I th I think that yeah, there's kind of a different. It's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's just getting something a bit wrong. I mean, I've one of my losers is something more along those lines, but then I, other ones, it's like kind of there's like other factors at play that have led to them getting to this position. Yeah, go and on then. More, give us give us one. One of the losers. One of those two. Yeah. Um, one of them was similar to the positive of Embiid slash Sixers. I've got Maverick slash Doncic. Um, basically, like they couldn't do anything to stop Brunson leaving this off season. Yeah. Um, and like we've spoken about before, I don't think the Brunson deal is particularly great, but their like ceiling is obviously lower without him because they don't have they've not done anything to replace him. Spencer Dinwiddie was good after the trade from Washington. But, like, he's the only other ball handler on the entire roster now. Doncic already had the highest usage rate in the league. Um, yeah, and they've lost the ball handler. And it's just, it seems like I don't, they look like a worse team now than they were at the start of the offseason. And they've got a top five player in the league who's getting better each year. That doesn't seem good. And that's yeah. not, like you said, that's not purely through their own fault. Maybe it is earlier in the year when they should have, when he said he'd take I mean, added, a much cheaper deal and they didn't do it. They added Christian Wood, didn't they? Which is kind yeah. of a... I don't know if that, how much that helps them. Um, like, and they they then paid JaVale McGee a load of money and he yeah, thinks I guess he's they've, starting. They've done the... Uh, get two players one position. And that, like if you combine them, they'd be, it'd be a really useful player. Yeah, um, and I think they, they can both, like McGee throwing down lobs from Doncic and Wood throwing yeah. down lobs from Doncic, fine. Um, but the, the it sounds like going to have to play them together a fair bit. Oh, really? Okay. Because they're both expected to start. Um, the theory of Christian Wood is like great and everything. Can he actually guard anyone in the playoffs remains to be seen. Yeah, well, that's the problem, isn't it, really, with it? Is they've, they really need better defence and that's not helped them. At all, um, yeah. So I just think they've been overtaken. I mean, they've lost, depending on how what skills you value and stuff. Like he's obviously one of their five best players, at least Brunson. Maybe like some would have him as their second best. I'm not sure I would, yeah. but like whatever. And then like you've got the healthy Nuggets, healthy Clippers. The Suns are coming back, even though there's everyone's really down on them because of how they lost to the Mavericks. The Warriors are still there. Who knows what happens with the Lakers if they make more moves? It's like. I don't know, like the Mavericks have they've like gone backwards and everyone else has got better, it feels like. They they've like yeah. just in the conference finals with this ascending, like absolute young superstar, and they've had an off season where you look at their team and think they're not as good as they were. That's kind of yeah, concerning. But it's difficult to see where they're going, even though they've got Doncic. And yeah, that's that can't really be good, can it, when you've got a player that good. Um, link to this though, I think I might as well go to one of mine. 
I had one of my winners is uh, Brunson. Yeah, I mean, he got paid $100 million. I guess it's hard, yeah. to, it's hard to argue $100 million that dollar contract to play in New York. I mean, he's going to be like the main guy for the Knicks, even if the Knicks aren't very good. Um, he's set up for life now. The only downside to his situation is Tom Thibodeau is going to play him 48 minutes a game. Yeah, I guess there's I guess but he's, he's just been paid $100 million guaranteed, so it doesn't matter. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess you could be like, I know some other players, you'd get paid $100 million and they sit on the bench for half the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, it depends on your point of view, I suppose. Depends if he wants to play. I mean, yeah. He gets a chance to be in the spotlight. I mean, it'll be it'll be really interesting to see how that works out, or maybe doesn't work out necessarily. Yeah, um, I mean, I, d- I don't. It's difficult to know what what is working out for that. Like, I mean, maybe they'll get in the playoffs again, but no one's really expecting them any more than that from them, are they? This team. Oh yeah, there's like I can't, I almost can't see a way that they win a playoff series as currently constructed. Yeah, so I don't know. Maybe like he'll 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 probably twenty points a game and they'll make the playoffs. That that seems quite good for him, even if it's not necessarily good for the Knicks. Yeah, he gets to go to an organization where he knows lots of the people involved with the Knicks as well, and. If they do have a slightly overachieving season, you become like an absolute deity yeah. in New York, which is pretty fun for him. Yeah. Could become an all-star. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's part of the reason I don't love the signing is it's like, oh, he could be an all-star. And then you look at the other guards in the league, like, uh, that's got yeah. a lot of injuries, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was like, um, in the East, you've got like Van Vliet, Smart, Harden, maybe even Maxi, um, Lamelo, Darius Garland, Kyrie, perhaps if he stays. Uh, yeah, that's. Uh, Might have missed anyone? I don't know if I've missed anyone else. Oh, Drew Holiday, obviously. It's quite a uh, quite a collection of players that are probably ahead of him. Zach Levine. Yeah. Yeah, it's pro- probably not an all-star then. Could be, though. I mean, it, he might just... He's going to have so much opportunity. It might be one of those where he just... Yeah. He does score like 25 a game. Like 25, 5 and 5, and he makes it. Who knows? And, he, and he's getting $100 million, so... He really cares, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's true. I'm, we're going to do a double flip again, I think. Because we both just... We, we kind of could combined now. Okay. That one. So I've lost track of where we are. Um, okay, you, you call. Heads. It's tails. What does that mean? That means it's your go. Okay. <laughs> right, I've, 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 I've flipped it. I've dropped it. It was tails again, which means losers. Yeah, all right. Go for a loser. Right, we just... I mean, the coin is pretty much pointless, basically making up after I flipped it. Um, okay, so I've got one loser left, and it's the Lakers. For 
not doing anything. Yeah, I think this maybe is going to get less likely against. It's kind of their own fault a bit. Um, but yeah, they they were bad last year. Um, I mean, they've didn't they get rid of some of the old guys and they got some other people in, but they've still got Russell Westbrook. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Basically, they've still got Russell Westbrook. It's the main thing, and it seems like it's going to be difficult to be actually good while they still have him. Uh, yeah, I'm not even sure it's difficult. I think it's pretty much impossible. Yeah. Um, Partly because they can't trade for people without trading him, yeah. really. I mean, they no, can do some other stuff. They can use Nunn and, and Horton Tucker to get like smaller pieces, but like they can't even put the optimal fit around them necessarily. Some of the like cheap deals they did were fine. Like Juan Toscano Anderson, yeah. Thomas Bryant, these are all like but the problem is at the moment they're like they're like fifth, sixth, seventh guys of those sort of players. Yeah. Is it literally it's, yeah, is it they're all like, oh it's, yeah, maybe they can offer something they sort of need on the bench somewhere. But it's like that would be fine if they had like a starting five. Which I mean they did before they did the Russell Westbrook trade. Yeah, I guess I mean Thomas Bryant. It... Well, did he get injured? But before he was injured, wasn't he? Like, yeah, he was good at Washington. Yeah. Um, so I guess he's probably like the starting center now, is he? Um, could be. Yeah. If Davis isn't playing center. Basically, they've got LeBron and Anthony Davis, and then the gap is so enormous to anyone else. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's just very hard to see them competing again. Uh, and if they do, it's basically going to be LeBron just carrying them. Just like, well, they might be slightly less dysfunctional than last year, but it's yeah, it's probably not going to be that pretty to watch. It's just going to be LeBron. The only thing is, I. I think they will make some sort of move before the start of the year, but I, like yeah. as it stands, I don't think I have. I'd have a problem with them being a loser. It's just yeah. I don't know really what to make of it at the moment because it's like surely that's not it, and they do yeah. have options. I mean, it's basically if Durant gets traded, I would be. Well, that's that's the thing with this because of all the stuff that might happen. This is this will change if stuff happens that might happen. Um, so it's kind oh. of. Very difficult to do it in that way because, I mean, all these teams, like so many of these teams could be involved in some sort of massive trade. So, Yeah, I feel like the Lakers have the biggest route, like range of outcomes almost though, like other than obviously the Nets themselves potentially, is like as it stands, the Lakers are not a top six team. But there is a world yeah. where they like pull off a, they get Kyrie and somehow get like, Miles Turner as well, and then it's like okay, they're actually like right up there again, um, yeah. but they're nowhere near that at the moment. And there's basically a sort of an inaction thing again. Is yeah, they they've filled out the roster with players. Some of those players, quite a few of those players, might be all right, but they've not. Like you said, they had they just had an awful awful season, and they've not managed to undo what they did last season to destroy everything. So kind of like by by default they've lost because they've not 
they've not gone anywhere from last year where it was awful and they were yeah. actually by definition a loser. They lost a lot more games than they won, so Yeah. Um Okay, well how many have you got left? I have two winners and a loser. Okay, give us a winner then. My second winner is the Sacramento Kings, Azali. Well that is weird. Um sort of so I usually don't like this judging teams based on their organizational aim, if that makes sense. So the, yeah. the the Kings have a clear it's been like widely reported that they have a mandate, we've got to try and make the playoffs immediately, as has been like the case for a couple of years. I don't like really love judging it by those standards. Yeah. But but we also like they've not made the playoffs in I think it's about eight million years, roughly. Yeah. And if that is what they're trying to do, then they've achieved like I think they've done pretty much as well as they could do. They didn't trade that pick. Um, as much as I love how Jaden Ivey in theory will be next to Cade Cunningham, if they drafted another guard after they just had to ditch the other guard success they had from the draft in the trade. Well, not ditch, but they used him to trade for a player at a different position. Yeah. Then drafting another guard would have been basically like creating a problem and a little bit insane. We work on the assumption they didn't get a particularly good trade package for the fourth pick. Keegan Murray is a guy who, in theory, can shoot a three and can defend from one of the forward spots. They've kept Harrison Barnes, who can also do the same. They've got Kevin Herter, who's one of my favorite like role player types in the league. Because he's like surprisingly big, like six seven, can shoot, can create a bit for others, and like get his own shot. And they got Malik Monk, another guy with like shooting and scoring ability. Yeah, and got I, a lot I, of guys didn't score. Yeah, and if they're trying to make the playoffs, having an offense that's like built around Fox, Sabonis, a load of shooting and scoring, are oh, we just going to be like a top eight offense? Yeah, the defense is not going to be good. Uh, then that that can get you inside the play-in or maybe like sneak you into top half of the play-in sort of thing. Yeah, which I guess from where they've been... That would be a huge would success. Be, would be, a, a, yeah, a big season. Yeah. Which I, but it's also, it is a weird one because I don't really like that logic in general of like for this franchise, partly because it can be a bit patronising. So well done. Well done, you got into the play-in. Congrats! Like that's that's not really what like yeah. anyone's trying to get to, um, but it's been made so public that that's like the Kings have this clear aim with getting to the playoffs. And they've they they change coach as well. Yeah, they also changed coach to a guy that was working with the Warriors, which so, was like probably yeah, an off-season that, win for most teams. Yeah, that's probably as big a win as any. Um, yeah, I, it's not the off season I would have had if I was in charge of them. But you know, if the guy who's your boss is telling you you're out yeah. if we don't make the playoffs this year, then it's that's pretty close to the off season I would have gone for. I think because they've also not done anything like really stupid. They've not done like a three unprotected picks to get a player that takes no. them from like whatever they are, the ninth best team in the West, to being the sixth best team in the West. What, they've not done that. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 
Have you got? Have you got them on your I've list? Got them, I've not actually got them on my lists. I thought you'd have them as a winner for some reason. Why? I know you just seemed high what on is, it. You just what, seemed high on it. I'm not that high on it. I wasn't that high on it. I just said it might not be absolutely terrible. Well, compared to most people, I think that was like overwhelming optimism. With this yeah, track. exactly. But that's not a winner, is it? <laughs> no, I I'll mean, I guess that's a you, lot. I'll give you a winner. Actually, there's interesting here. Actually, I have now by snaking around her, I've found some sort of segue. I've actually got the Jazz as a winner. I also have the Jazz as a winner. That's oh, our wow. first crossover, isn't it? Yeah, I wasn't really expecting that to be the crossover. No, because I, I sort of thought, is this stupid? Is this like a a sort of a double negative kind of winner sort of thing? Um, well, they've actually made their team a lot worse. But that is good. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's actually what my notes say. Is like... Um, we've spoken about this on various podcasts and I think maybe even more so baseball but about just like deciding something and often the worst thing front offices can do is be like indecisive because you miss your chance at the trade yeah. or you miss your chance to go for it and they've just gone like well this team this team does not suck but it's not going anywhere we've seen it for like yeah. five years or whatever it is and, yeah, and it's uh, not they improving got... anymore. So, and we're not we're not winning. We're not winning the title, and we're not improving. So, yeah, let's let's move on. Basically, and one thing is they're not just not winning the title either, are they? They're like not in the same galaxy yeah. as the title at the moment. Um, um, they got a historic haul. Yeah, and, um... basically, they couldn't they couldn't have got more for Gobert really. No. Um, so talking about you know like where you sometimes say. Like when teams train their stars, like they could have done it earlier, got more value, or waited, or whatever. There's there's no way they could have got any more than that. Like they've got peak value for him. Um, by being decisive, like you say. And um, I mean, yeah, that may well trade Donovan Mitchell and get even more picks. And it's I guess really like Oklahoma City did. It's like a few years back, is if you're gonna do a rebuild. That is the way to do it. Although, I guess they got Shaker Alexander, but well, that's that's the sticking point, isn't it? On a lot of yeah, these, they... a lot of these trade talks is for that one. They were getting Kawhi and Paul George, and it's like, yeah, you give up this guy, you just had a nice rookie year for that. Yeah, but yeah, they're, they're not getting that probably. But I mean, they're going to have an absolutely ridiculous amount of picks forever. Um, and uh, they've got a shot now at Victor Wembanyama or Scoot Henderson in next year's draft, and that's where you're like, well, that's that's your franchise player to build around for like the next five to ten years. Yeah, you don't need that guy um, from somewhere else. Well, and as Oklahoma City have shown, is if you have that guy, sometimes it's kind of a problem. They keep having to discover he's got plantar fasciitis down the stretch of every season, conveniently. Yeah, just manage, like actually getting that piece back in a trade when you're doing the proper tank job, they're kind of too good. They're gonna they're gonna steal you a load of games. Yes, yeah. See, then you're not getting more guys to put them. Um, but yeah, also they're Timbles picks, are they mainly? Yeah, they're Timbles picks. Which I mean, probably a good bet. 
Unless Timberwolves do actually start being good. It links up nicely to one of my losers, that actually. Okay, yeah, let's let's go let's go to that then. Because as as you were saying, their Timberwolves picks is you basically are viewing as they're gambling like the Rockets did with Harden. Yeah, a hell of a gamble that's turned out to be. They are gambling on the fact that that doesn't work, or that mm-hmm. Gobert ages badly and soonish, maybe. Yeah, or that it goes. Yeah, or that it results in cat getting traded or anything like that um and obviously the Timberwolves don't have a track record of not being bad um i basically have them as a loser because i just thought that price was like mental i thought it was going to be like a salary matching deal and like one or two picks um they've gone all in on this fascinating like you're going to want to watch them a lot because the towns go bare thing is interesting and the thing for me is there's like not an escape plan now no so you're not getting it. If you can't just, if this is a disaster in a year, and I mean by like, they're not a top six team or like they get swept in the first round sort of, but healthy, they get swept in the first round whole. They can't just trade Gobert because they're not getting anywhere no, near that capital well, The escape back. is, is basically if this doesn't work, it's trade Towns and maybe Edwards for picks again. all over again. But they won't, and then you've but got Rudy Gobert and picks. And you won't have your picks though. No, so, so we, you being you, bad doesn't even help. Yeah, it doesn't work. A little bit like we've got into with the Nets with them trading players at the moment. It's like, yeah. well, they, they can burn it all down, but they, I mean, I guess you just have to view it as a sunk cost. But ultimately, like that, that get out isn't even there because they've given so much away. They can't do like, we're going to do three years of this. And if we're not close, we just throw everything away. Um, yeah. Because that option's not on the table. So it's like, yeah, they trade cat for stuff if this doesn't work, I guess. Um, also the D'Angelo Russell thing hasn't been fixed he got to like the point of them barely viewing him as playable late in playoff games Um, and at the moment they just took Gobert from a team where they didn't have enough perimeter defense around him so he well I wouldn't say he got exposed but the team defense got exposed against good teams in the playoffs and who have they got guarding on the perimeter like yeah, that that works. They've not got enough. Yeah, like um, they do have a couple of defensive players on the roster still. I think they're basically banking on Anthony Edwards making the sort of leap defensively that like his instincts and physicality suggest he could. If that happens, then fine. I still would want to see them deal Russell for something, but I don't think he's got any value. So I don't know what that thing would be. Yeah, and they now don't have any picks. They right. can't use Russell's salary. Because they can't just, they can't say, right, take Russell's salary that's expiring and give us your guard that's a better no, fit. No, they can't give picks. No. I'm at least only got one year. Of, I mean, I, I've never got the rules around NBA salary so complicated, aren't they? But so when he expires at the end of this season, does that help them in any way? I don't think they're going to have space. I mean, because I could check this. Quickly, they'll be over but... the cap of everything else. That that will just be like lost money. Well, that's the thing with the Gobert contract as well. Is it's so enormous. Yeah. They because they've well that was the thing because oh and they just gave Cat the supermax. They've got two supermax centers. Um, which is both like hilarious and fascinating. one who's very limited offensively and one who can't defend. Yeah, um, it might work. We might all look very very stupid. Um, I also don't think we will. So there you go. 
Um, no, they don't. Oh, wait. Uh, these things are always a bit complicated because I don't know when the actual extensions and stuff kicked in. They, I, they might have some room next year. I mean, it, it doesn't matter too much. They're not going to have a huge amount of space and they're not a place where they're going to get like a difference-making player necessarily, like no. another sort of like star-level guy. Um, which I guess they, maybe they don't necessarily need that if Edwards you know, makes... Well, carries on improving. Um, it's more about just guys that fit. You know, getting very, like, well, basically wings. And a proper point guard who can defend. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, like a like thing. a younger Kyle Lowry sort of guy would be great there. Yeah. Can play off ball a bit. There's so many teams about a younger Kyle Lowry. Yeah, I it's guess it's just younger Kyle Lowry was awesome. Just absolutely yeah. awesome, wasn't he? Like shoot threes, get a load of assists, guard people. That's nice stuff in it. Um, yeah. I yeah. I so I, with what we said about the Kings. Yeah, as, as you made the kind of reference to a team making this sort of trade, is the Timberwolves last year obviously considerably better than where the Kings are at, and they have more like real star upside in Edwards and Towns. Although I'm not sure. This feels like this might just be who Towns is now. Um, and in which case it's like, yeah, he's yeah, he's maybe a, a fringe all NBA guy. Well, he is a fringe all NBA guy, but like he's not he's not an MVP guy, if you like. They were a playing team last year, and they should be better than that, because their defense with Gobert in the regular season should be a lot better. But I look at like the amount they gave up here. And that the Russell thing is still kind of lingering. And it's just like, I don't know. I don't know where this goes, basically. Yeah. Is that I wouldn't have them. I don't think they're a conference finalist next year. And I don't, it's not a stretch to have them out in the first round. Yeah. I think it's, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, I think. But yeah, it's, they're very committed without previously being anywhere near contending, really. Which is usually when teams get that committed, it's like they they were kind of been close before they're at that stage. Yeah, which is the kind of worrying bit. But yeah, anyway, how have, have we got? Have you got any left? I've got. Um, I have one loser. Do you have any left? I've got a winner. Okay, you go first. Um, mine's the Celtics, and they've not done a lot. Um, which is sort of good. And they've got Brogdon. Gallinari. I've got to Gallinari as well. So yeah, it's just, you know, like an almost championship caliber team. Just those little tweaks. They've just done stuff. And as we were saying earlier, Brogdon, they didn't have to give much up for. I think getting Um, those two pieces without impacting your rotation that just got Within two wins of the title is yeah. incredible. They've just they've basically had to go up guys that weren't really involved anyway that much in the playoffs. So yeah, can't I don't really, yeah not really a lot else to say on that one, but it's just it's good. Really good team gets a little bit better around the edges, fixes some of their like minor issues. Yeah. Um. 
In theory, anyway. I mean, we'll have to see, won't we? We'll, well we'll also have to see if the if they don't make the Durant trade, what damage that might have with the uh, Jalen Brown and or Marcus Smart like being in trade talks and stuff. Oh yeah, that's a good point. Um, okay, let's let's do your loser then to finish off. My loser is a little bit of a. I don't know if it's under the radar, but it's not a team that always gets talked about much. It's the Washington Wizards. Okay. Bradley Beal's contract. Bradley Beal's contract is enormous. Like one of those contracts that nothing's untradeable, but he's gone from someone's going to give up a haul for him a couple of years ago. They're one of the teams that should have been decisive then. Yeah, we'll and trade they Beal. And, now... and they well, they had to give him the max. But they also gave him the no trade clause, which means even if he says he wants to leave, they have no way of getting anything back. Like, even if he has like an almost MVP season, he can choose where yeah. he's gonna go. Like we like we saw with Giancarlo yeah. Stanton when he did literally have an MVP season, so, but had a mega contract, and it meant that he had all the leverage. God. I don't know I wonder- how he's in- no one else could give him the Supermax. You gave I him the Supermax. I wonder how many people that listen to these podcasts <laughs> are going are to have that level of knowledge in both sports <laughs> well, to know what we're talking about. Well, they, they should listen to the baseball podcast as well, then they might. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. But yeah, so, they basically just... They've kind of stuck their roster. I think this is a kind of a thing a lot in in other sports too, where you kind of you get stuck with your roster, you no longer have much flexibility. Um but when teams do it when they're bad is is really bad. Well because you're stuck sucking. I Yeah. And this Beal thing is like, yeah, it's a great example of what we were just talking about. I guess, though, this is one that where it's that they chose to do this. They're not exactly losing. Although I'm not even sure they did. I think it's a little bit where they... I've got a couple of other things. Like oh, I guess they couldn't well. They couldn't just let them walk, could they? So they kind of had no. to. No. So but their problem was a previous thing, a little bit like the Doncic, uh, the Dallas thing, is they didn't give Brunson the smaller ex- deal. Yeah. Which meant he got to free unrestricted free agency. They like bat themselves into a corner. What I don't get is the no trade clause. They're the only ones that could offer the supermax. Yeah, they don't need to. And then once they gave them the supermax, why did you give them? Because the, the no trade means like the best. Even if he's brilliant and this contract isn't a disaster, they can't get any real value in return because he can just say he's yeah. not going to go somewhere. And then on top of that, they traded. Kind of adds a little bit because I don't really know what they're doing. They traded Contavious Caldwell Pope, which, like, if you're trying to be good, he seems like the upper echelon of guys you want around star talent if you're trying to be a playoff team. They got Monte Morris, so they've got, like, a decent point guard next to Beal. Fine. Will Barton, who no longer defends that much, next to Beal, who. His defense is, uh, let's say, inconsistent. And then they drafted Johnny Davis, who had like a really rough summer league. 
I just look at it and I like they've given a supermax contract out where they can't get any assets in return, and I don't think they're a playing team. That what they're doing here is they're relying on Porzingis being good again, which is he's not going to be that level again, is he? No, he I mean, he, he's not been that level in ages either. Like, basically yeah. not been that level since he um, did his ACL. And I look at the Eastern Conference, who are they going to be better than? Um, like, uh, I, act, I have, I genuinely don't feel that confident saying they'll be better than anyone other than, like, Indiana. Because I don't think Indiana have, like, yeah. even got the upside. But then the other teams, they might be better than... Orlando and Detroit, but also those guys have got like premier young talent. Yeah. They've each got a first overall pick actually from the last two years from their roster and lots of other young talent. You yeah. Could, there's a chance they've just given out this contract and put themselves just, in like just to show everyone how ridiculous this contract is as well. There's a, there's a $57 million player option for the 26 27 season. I think there's a chance he might pick that one up, you know. Yeah, and, and how old will he be by then? 26, 27. He is currently 29. Okay, so he won't be that old, maybe. I mean, he'll be a mid, mid-30s undersized. Yeah. Well, not, not massively undersized, but like mid-30s scoring guard. Yeah, which who knows what that could look like. So I feel like they're a team that is... Of all of the teams in the league right now, I think they're in like the biggest kind of no hope situation. Yeah. It's like, I don't know how it gets better in a long, long time. And the thing is, they just made, they just had this issue with the John Wall contract, which is when they could have traded Beal and got value on it. They then took the Westbrook deal ended up trading that for like decentish role players. Thing is the roster doesn't like suck around Beal. Like they've got nice ish players. But they're just it's yeah. just nowhere near enough to be like even semi competitive. Nice players who doesn't feel like there's huge amounts of upside or like improvement like there. Um, no. But yeah. On that note, let's um let's end I think. There. Yeah, that's that's all of my winners and losers. Yeah, we've covered a lot. Um, and if anyone's still listening, you can subscribe on Spotify. I'm going to say Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you can. Um, well, might press the button actually. Anyway. Have a look around and see if you can find it somewhere. Um, you should be able to find it somewhere. And also, yeah, keep keep up with the website. Um, got lots of content going out all the time, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah. Loads of stuff, Bye. Bye.